Hey, welcome to this week's episode of the Mid-City Church Sermon Cast uh, as we start wrapping up our series on understanding our why. So let me give you a quick recap of where we've been. So in week one, we talked about the importance of knowing our why, uh, knowing the one thing that motivates us, that, that gets us up every single day. And we talked about the importance of everything we do revolving around that why. Then in week two, we talked about the importance of visualizing the future that is possible as a result of us living out our why. And so uh, I mentioned that it's important that we know where we're going, because that's kind of what motivates us to do the work that we have to do right now. And then in week three, we took a, a bit of a left turn, but it was very important. We talked about not being so focused on our why and the future that we stop caring about people here and now. And so uh, one of my favorite lines from that sermon, uh, from that sermon cast, was a quote by Justice Holmes, which said, some people are so heavenly minded that they are no earthly good. It's important for us to not just be focused on the future and the possibilities of our why, but to actually make a difference here and now. So this week, as we wrap up our series, I want to talk about something very important. The question is, uh, what do we do? What are we supposed to do in order to bring about the kingdom of God here and now? So that's what we're going to tackle today. Get ready, because here we go. So how do we help to bring about the diverse kingdom of God here on earth as it is in heaven? Well, we do this by living out our why. Now, let me explain what I mean. Years ago, when I was in youth group, we partnered up with a local organization whose why was to eliminate homelessness. Now, this seemed like a great way to get behind, uh, a great why to get behind, especially because the downtown area in El Paso, which is where the organization was focused, uh, it was seeing a huge increase in homelessness. So one day, our youth director gathered all of us for a summer workday, and we all went to serve here. Now, we were really excited because uh, leading up to it, our youth director had helped us imagine all the things that were possible as a result of our volunteer work. In other words, we knew why we were there, right? And we could visualize the future that was possible as a result of our work. Now, on top of that, our youth director had warned us that we might be asked to do some work that may not make sense to us or that may not seem like it'll actually help in homelessness. Stuff like uh, sweeping a room or painting a wall. But he told us to trust that whatever we were asked to do would be beneficial to the why that we were there to accomplish. But nothing uh, prepared us for what we experienced. So we showed up excited to work, but we just sat there doing nothing for about an hour. Nobody seemed to know what we were supposed to be doing. And we kept asking and they kept telling us that someone was supposed to come and tell us what we would be doing, but no one ever showed up. And like I said, after about an hour, someone came and told us that the person who was in charge of work teams had actually called in sick and no one had been able to get a hold of him. So on top of that, uh, no one knew uh, what we were supposed to be doing. So they just like, they just thanked us and said, why don't you come back another day? <laughs> Needless to say, we never returned. Now, I share this story because more often than we care to admit, this tends to be the case. 
We get people excited around our why. We inspire people to see the future that is possible as a result of our why. We even prepare ourselves to do uh, to be earthly good with any unexpected things that may come our way. But when it's actually time to get to work, we really don't know what we're supposed to be doing. See, while understanding our why is the most important thing we can do, knowing our what is a close second. So, what is it that we can do here at Mid-City Church to help bring about the diverse kingdom of God here on earth as it is in heaven? Well, we have six values, which we believe that if we live into them, we can live a life that helps to bring about that diverse kingdom of God. And we call these our shared values. And we call them that because every letter of the word shared describes a different value. So let's start. Let's talk about these really quick. The first one is study of scripture. So Psalm 119 verse 105 says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. Now, at Mid-City Church, we value the study of Scripture because we believe that Scripture can and is a lamp and a light on our journey. It can guide our footsteps as we help to bring about the diverse kingdom of God here on earth as it is in heaven. So, so just think about it. Over and over again, story after story, uh, the, the, the Bible gives us examples of what God does to help people experience heaven here and now. And that, that those stories are, are a lamp unto our feet, a lamp on our journey that can guide us, right? The truth is that when we allow it to, Scripture can serve as a sort of a compass that guides us and directs us and helps influence every decision we make. Our second value is having a heart for community. Now, having a heart for community means that we're intentional about understanding our community's pain and then choosing to do something about it. Having a heart for our community means that we give ourselves permission and time to weep with people, but eventually we wipe away our tears and we help to bring about the kingdom for all people. And Jesus was an expert at this. In John chapter 11, verse 35, which is the shortest verse of the Bible, it says this, Jesus wept. Now, for the sake of context, let me tell you what's happening. So Jesus' friend Lazarus had just died. And when Jesus arrived at the tomb, Scripture tells us that Jesus began to weep. Now, I think it's fair to say that Jesus wouldn't have cried if he didn't care about Lazarus and his loved ones and, the, and his friends that were there, right? His tears are proof that Jesus had a heart for that community. Their pain became his pain. But then Jesus does something truly incredible. He brings Lazarus back to life, and in so doing, he removes their pain and their sorrow. Now, while bringing someone back to life may not be something that you or I get to do, we will encounter things that will make us weep and will break our hearts. And in those situations, my hope, our hope, is that you will not only uh, co-experience the pain and the sorrow of the community— but that eventually you will help your community experience life again after any difficult situation. Now, our third value is active participation in bringing about the diverse kingdom of God. In Matthew 14, the disciples are trying to convince Jesus to send a crowd of people home so that they can get home in time for dinner. Now, they are worried, the disciples are worried, that they won't be able uh, to find food because it's getting late. And Jesus' Jesus's response to them is perfect. He says, they need not go away. You give them something to eat. 
See, Jesus could have easily made food appear on his own, but instead he challenged the disciples to actively participate in feeding the crowd that they were so concerned for. And we believe that Jesus still challenges us today to actively participate in his mission. See, at Mid-City Church, we believe that God is calling us to be active participants in bringing about the diverse kingdom of God here on earth as it is in heaven. It means that we participate with God so that the kingdom of God can be established here. And just as Jesus worked to inspire the disciples to do this, our hope is that you may also be inspired to actively participate with God as, as we together help establish heaven here on earth. On earth. Now, our fourth value is radical discipleship. Listen to what John chapter 13, verses 13 through 17 say. You call me teacher and Lord, and you're right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. Now, over and over again, Jesus tells his disciples and those around him that they don't just need to learn from him, they need to imitate the example that he has given them. In other words, Jesus doesn't only want us to show up to church and learn about him or, or sing some songs about him. Jesus wants our learning to inspire us to go out into the world and imitate him. And, and while we do that, to help others imitate him as well. Uh, see, this process of imitating Jesus and inspiring others to do the same is what we call radical discipleship. At Mid-City Church, we value radical discipleship. Again, learning to imitate Jesus because we believe that when we do, we help to bring about heaven here on earth for all people. And ultimately, my prayer is that our involvement in a Christian community will transform us into someone who helps bring hope into this world. I mean, just think about it. Just like Jesus brings hope over and over and over again, we are called to imitate that same thing for people. See, at Mid-City Church, we do this in two ways. Our main avenue for doing this is through our weekly small groups, which you're probably a part of, that gather in various places to listen to the sermon cast. And they dive deeper into scripture and have conversations regarding various topics. The second avenue for practicing radical discipleship is our large group gatherings. Now, these monthly gatherings are an opportunity for our whole community to gather for breakfast, worship, and then we have communion. And we do this as we strive to inspire each other towards living out our why. So radical discipleship, right? Our fifth value is eager leadership development. So Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7 says this, Remember your leaders who spoke God's word to you. Imitate their faith as you consider the way their lives turned out. Now, I think one of the biggest mistakes we can make is to take the lessons of those that came before us and keep them all to ourselves, which is why Paul, the author of the book of Hebrews, calls us to imitate the leaders whom we have learned from. See, if we take the lessons that others have given us and teach them to the generation that comes after us, we ensure that leaders continue to rise and leads God's, lead God's church into the future. Now, at Mid-City Church, eagerly developing leaders is incredibly important to us. We want to develop leaders in our small group. We want to develop leaders in our hospitality teams. We want to develop leaders in our worship team. We want to develop leaders in our missions. We want to develop leaders in everything we do because we know and trust 
that doing so uh, can uh, lead to longer sustainability, but also to a much greater impact in our community. Uh, we really believe that developing leaders can help bring about the kingdom of God here on earth as it is in heaven more effectively. So we, we truly value this. Now, our sixth and final value is diversity that reflects the kingdom of God. So Revelation chapter 7 verse 9 says this, After this, I looked and there was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, from all the tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the Lamb, robed in white with palm branches in their hands. Now, after reading through this verse, it became very clear to me that God intended for diversity to be a part of our experience in heaven. That, that, that when we all get there, we will be surrounded by people who think differently than us, who identify differently than us, who care differently than us, who even look and act differently from us, right? And that, that's what it means, every tribe, every nation, every language, right? And the greatest thing about this is that somehow there will be room for each and every one of our unique and special selves in heaven. Now, while this vision may seem like a distant reality, here's something you should know. At Mid-City Church, this is not only one of our values, this is something we strive for every single day because if heaven is more beautifully diverse than we can even begin to imagine, then maybe you and I are called to make room for that same type of diversity here on earth, just as it is in heaven. So let me recap these six values again. Study of scripture, heart for community, active participation, radical discipleship, eager leadership development, and diversity that reflects the kingdom of God. See, I truly believe that when we value these things and immerse ourselves into them, we begin to become the type of people that helped to bring about the diverse kingdom of God here on earth as it is in heaven. And that, I believe, is the best thing we as Christians can do. And here's why. In high school, I had a friend named Luis. Now, his parents had taken him to an orphanage soon after he was born, and for the longest time, that is all he knew. He lived with a bunch of other kids and slept in a dorm-like room with all the other boys. He dreaded holidays because while all of his classmates talked about going to visit family, he knew that he would spend it at the orphanage with all the other kids. Now, by the time I met Luis, he was one of the older boys in the orphanage, which, means, uh, which meant that he had completely given up on the idea of ever being adopted and having a family of his own. And because of that, he had become a bit of a rebel and a bully as he tried to hide the pain that he was feeling. That is, until people helped him see a glimpse of a better future. Until people helped him see a glimpse of heaven, I would say. So when Luis graduated middle school, he was offered a free ride to attend a Methodist high school in El Paso, Texas, called Lydia Patterson Institute. And at first, he was hesitant to go, but this place ended up changing his life. It was at this school where he met the girl who eventually became his wife. It was at this school where he received a scholarship to go off to college. It was at this school where he began to make lifelong friendships, and it was at this school where he not only saw that, the, uh, that a different future was possible for him, he wanted to help other people experience the same thing. See, while only God has the ability to fully establish heaven here and now, any work and effort that you and I do, it has the ability to help people trust that one day things can and will get better, that whether in this life or the next, Things will be made right, and until then, 
we must understand our why and live into it. We must strive to, to uh, help bring about the diverse kingdom of God here on earth as it is in heaven, because every time we do, we bring about hope, right? Until then, we must understand our why and live into it. Until then, until heaven is fully established, we must visualize the future that is possible as a result of our why. Until heaven is fully established, we must learn to be earthly good for all people. And until then, we must study scripture, we must have a heart for our community, we, we must practice active, uh, uh, have active uh, participation, we must live into radical discipleship, we must eagerly develop leaders and make room for a diversity that reflects the kingdom of God. And I'm convinced that if we do these things, we will become the kind of people that not only understands their why, that not only visualizes the future, that not only is earthly good, we will become the kind of people who play a role in helping to bring about the diverse kingdom of God here on earth as it is in heaven. And in doing so, I know that people will be inspired, people will find hope, people will be more willing to face the day because they will know and they will trust that one day, things may, well, will be made right. May we go and live out our why. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Mid-City Church Sermon Cast. If you'd like to dive deeper, visit midcity.church slash sermoncast to find a home sheet that goes along with this message. On the home sheet, you'll find scriptures, questions to wrestle with, and a challenge that goes along with this sermon cast. I want to invite you to support our ministry here at Mid-City Church by giving today. To give, text the word GIVE, G-I-V-E, to the phone number 225-307-0662. Thanks and see you next week.